The following podcast contains explicit language. One definition of explicit language is stated clearly and in detail, leaving no room for confusion or doubt. That's why we use those words. Hello and welcome to episode 303 of the Thinking LSAT podcast. Today on the show, well, we ended up wrapping up with a lengthy discussion of Dre's personal statement. Um, spoiler, you know, we're going to tell her basically to start over. It, 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 like, it's well-meaning, but it just, I don't think it's on the right track. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if we're telling her to start over. We're telling her to s- consider... <laughs> Pursuing art. Consider not applying to law school. Yeah. Consider do. She writes about a passion. It's clearly a passion project of art, and she gave us two pages about her growing art business, and it's like it just leaves us with like, oh, good, go do that. Yeah. Why? Why are you trying to go to law school if yeah. you've got all that going on? Um. What else did we have? We had a news update about some Proctor U bullshit. Yep. Uh, Stuff <laughs> about VPNs and international test takers. Yeah, more. Proctor's interrupting students. Mm-hmm. Some stuff about the international test, you know, not offering the test internationally as often as they offer it domestically, which is weird. Um, we also had an update from uh, car guy, Jake, uh, who wrote a really great personal statement. Um, after writing a shitty one that we totally destroyed, he came back with a really great one. And that's another opportunity for Dre as well, right? Like if Dre did want to write that personal statement uh, about her life in the law office, I'd be happy to look at that. It it needs to get to the winning part though. Um, Anyway, all that on the show. Um, This episode will air on Monday, June 21st. The registration to sign up for the August LSAT is on July 2nd, uh, and the August LSAT is going to be administered right in the middle of August. Um, Before we get into today's content, I want to invite everybody to my August 2021 LSAT study group. You don't necessarily have to be signed up for the August LSAT. Uh, It's just a big group of like-minded LSAT studiers. I'm going to be asking you to make a commitment to study for the LSAT a little bit every day. Um, And if you do that, I know you're going to make progress toward your goals. That's uh, Thursdays, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's free uh, on Zoom. And all you need is a free LSATdemon.com account to sign up. So hopefully I will see you there. All right, Ben, we got this uh, email here. Uh, the subject was Proctor U bullshit. Um, <laughs> okay. I'll read it to you, okay? Sure. It says, hey, Ben and Nathan, let me start by saying that I took an LSAT prep course through my university, uh, USF, not San Francisco. That's South Florida, I believe. USF, okay. go bulls, but fuck their advertised prep courses, <laughs> says Natasha. Uh, Before finding the show, after finishing that course, I tried to self-study and was so lost that I was questioning my ability to succeed on the LSAT. I had already signed myself up for the April LSAT and found your show three weeks before I was going to take it. After binging the show for that time, I postponed the test until June because I realized that everything I knew was bullshit. The demon changed my LSAT life, so thank you. I plan to take it again in August because why not? I have the time. Okay, moving on. I really emailed you guys because while taking the RC section, which was last for me, uh, 
my proctor was switched over to a different proctor who took control of my mouse and started trying to fuck with my settings to quote, check them. Hmm. I quickly told them I was in a timed section and their response was, quote, you're in the middle of the test? Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thank you for wasting my time and allowing me to continue. Then it switched proctors again. And this one felt the need to tell me that he was my new proctor while I'm over here trying to read a passage and ignore these alerts. I was switched four times total and ended the section with my original proctor. What? Fucking <laughs> bullshit, Natasha says. <laughs> Natasha says. I only got through 2.5 passages confidently, the half of the third passage being rough because I was really struggling to keep my focus knowing that so much of my time had been wasted. I know timing doesn't matter, but it's just really frustrating and something I feel like could have been avoided on Proctor U's side. But nonetheless, we retake it, score higher, and move on. I want y'all's opinion on this, and has this happened to anyone else? Do I even do anything about it? I don't want to cancel my score over something stupid. Y'all are more than welcome to put this on the podcast, and that is Natasha from Tampa. She says, P.S. You guys got so excited on an older show because the person attached a photo of themselves. So here you go. And she sent a photo. Maybe we'll use that for the show notes or whatever today. Sure. All right. What do you think about Natasha from Tampa? Uh, well, it sounds like she has the right mindset. There's nothing you can do at this point except go forward. You could cancel. I don't see any value in doing that. So I would just keep your score and learn from it. But um, yeah, it sucks. I hadn't heard this transition before, especially transitioning four times. That's pretty Four is extreme, but I have definitely heard of proctor switching mm -hmm. and the pro the new proctor feeling the need to announce themselves or take over your mouse or yeah we have start... we have heard that mouse thing before yeah sorry anyways. yep yeah start checking settings or you know like hey I'm George I'm your new proctor <laughs> like I give a fuck I'm trying to do the test George I yeah. like, <laughs> thank you for your service or whatever but I'm trying to do my job here which is to read this stuff and understand it you're definitely not helping i mean i it seems here like natasha definitely did not get her best score i'm glad she is retaking it in august anyway i mean anybody yeah. who was taking it in june should be taking it in august anyway um since schools only care about your highest score but yeah it's just a bummer i mean what's her recourse is extremely limited she can if she complains to lsac she can probably get a free retake that's what i think yeah that's a good point she could get a free retake i was also thinking although it doesn't help her necessarily as much although it might in august uh just explaining exactly what happened in a no-nonsense way factually right this is what happened this is what happened this is what happened yeah it might encourage she LSAC take all the f-bombs to... out of it yeah and send it in Yes. My goal yeah. is to, or her goal might be to encourage LSAC to, well, just at least make them aware of this. I'm sure they are on some level, but the more complaints that they get, the more they might be motivated to talk to Proctor U and try to figure out some solution like, come in quietly. <laughs> Why are you Well, it just seems it? so, 
<laughs> it reminds me of all of the funny live in person proctor stories that we used to have like the old dude who was shelling and eating pistachios at the front of the room yeah um, yeah <laughs> during or the people test. talking on their cell phone and you're like uh what? oh yeah proctor's walking or tromping around with super loud shoes on or whisper little chit chat conversation in the front of the room from the proctor proctor to proctor that's that we used to hear those stories all the time so yeah it's nothing new bad proctoring on the lsat is nothing new but um <laughs> yeah proctor you is at least like a professional that's all they do apparently is like proctor online exams yeah it does seem like there would be some protocols in place that like we get it it's not like one proctor for every single test taker and you have multiple overlapping shifts and whatever. I, I get it that you have to have a new proctor coming in and out. But yeah, Ben suggests that maybe that new proctor could come in and out quietly. Yeah, that would be that would be nice because <laughs> the test taker doesn't give a shit. Like you don't care. No. Like, you don't need to introduce yourself. What? Have, you, have you heard those studies where they have people, uh, they'll have like a cashier at a at a store and they'll be checking you out and then they'll drop down to pick something up and then a new cashier will pop up. Oh, but, that's funny. But people don't notice because if, if you're there just to buy something, you're not paying attention to on that level yeah. of detail. But anyways, the fact that they came in and said, hey, you're in the middle of a test. Oh, you know, question mark. Oh, okay. Continue is strange to me too because it's like isn't your system like good enough to say this is an active test versus an unstarted test i mean that's pretty yeah that's what's that's pretty wild if the proctor's like oh you're taking the test right now <laughs> okay <laughs> all right well then, i'm not sure why we need the proctor i mean i guess yeah. we've all we've been yelling for months already now ben about why don't they just do the like asynchronous proctoring Exactly. Which yeah. apparently they do do that on the writing sample. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, these live proctors aren't, they don't seem to be helping at all, you know, and them, it's so funny them coming in. I can imagine they like, you know, they're proud of their, their stat status in the world or whatever. And they're like coming in like, Hey, I'm George. I will be your proctor now. <laughs> I'll be serving you today. If, yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> George, I'm busy. Um, all right. Well, anyway, that's Natasha from Tampa. Thank you, Natasha, for writing in. I do think that she's got a really good head on her shoulders here with the like, you know, uh, uh, bitch about it all you want. Absolutely. But then what she does here ultimately is she goes, well, all right, I'm going to retake it. I'm going to score higher. What can I do? If she yeah. complained to LSAC, they probably would want to cancel her score. Uh, I don't know. Like you're, you could tell them specifically what recourse you want, Natasha, which is I want a free retake. No, I do not want you to cancel this score because I might have done good on the other sections. N you know, <laughs> notwithstanding your terrible proctors, mm -hmm. I I still would like to keep the score. But can I also have a free retake since you clearly fucked me here? Yeah, um, might be worth it. I don't know. Write us back. Help at thinkinglset.com if you decide to do that want to take this next one it's about um this is kind of a follow-up from a yeah. previous discussion that we had about foreign lsats and potentially uh vpns okay cool hi ben and nathan my name is jasmine and i'm an international june flex test taker based in berlin germany i was listening to your latest podcast with the inquiry with a test taker from nigeria and i had some input first 
I think it's bananas that LSAC is offering neither an August nor a November test for international test takers, especially considering the new remote method of test taking. Okay, we, yeah, we were confused by that. Uh, we only have June and October as options. I don't buy this security reasons BS. Why are August and November more compromised in terms of security? I'm testing for the first time on Thursday for the June Flex, and it will test again in October. So I'm a bit annoyed at this situation, mostly because there are so many Americans abroad. So the well, there aren't that many international test takers reason doesn't hold up. I know many LSAT test takers here just in Berlin, just here in Berlin. Sorry. Geez, in my neighborhood in Berlin alone, there are more Americans than the neighborhood I'm from in Texas. My family is Mexican, and we live in a predominantly, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. I would say Chicanx. Chicanx area. So this should be funny, but I get you, I but I get you can't read my sarcasm. Smiley face. Okay. Second, so you disagree with the security reasons, which we did as well. Second, LSAC says you cannot test out of your region where one's address is listed on LSAC, but also stipulates that you cannot test in a region if you're not currently located at the time of the test. Okay, in that region. So for those international test takers interested, I would capitalize on this loophole and vague wording of the latter stipulation to test in the US if it's possible for them since they are technically located in the testing region at the time of the administered test. I plan to fly home to test the, in the US in November if I don't hit my goal score by October. Not sure that's a loophole. I think many people have already been doing that. Yeah. Um, coming back to the US to take the test. That's a major pain in the ass. And it sure seems like with a online remotely proctored. I mean, the proctors aren't in the United States. So I, I mean, we don't think we, I guess we don't know. One would assume that they shouldn't, they wouldn't be smart to employ us proctors. So they probably don't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, that sucks. That's a lot of money. The other, I wanted to make the other note on VPN, which was Annalisa, producer Annalisa, chimed in uh, on Slack and said, uh, yeah, you can't do that. But she tried to take another ProctorU test while having a VPN on her machine. She had like a VPN for her other crime syndicate that she runs. Okay. And she yeah. then she couldn't... Um, Apparently, there was some problem with taking a test on ProctorU while also having a VPN on the machine. And so ADOT was like, yeah, I don't, you're not going to be able to take the LSAT using a VPN. Huh. Okay. Um, you know, time, time zone is, that's Jasmine's point, but um, I don't, I just think that there's going to be technical restrictions on that anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting you. No. That was Jasmine's email. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Any thoughts about that? Uh, no. Um, I My only reaction actually is she said she's going to fly home in November. And if you're planning to apply this cycle and you're willing to fly, maybe you should be flying home for an earlier test. She's taking it in 
She's skipping August, right? She could come home and take it in August. Yeah. Jasmine, if you don't care about going this cycle, then seems like your plan is maybe sound. But yeah, you're taking the June test and then you're going to test again in October. Hopefully you can keep the momentum up. Um, we just, we've seen too many times where people take the test in June, don't get the score they want. Well, I'm not taking it again until October. So I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a few days off, which turns into a few weeks off, which turns into a month and a half off. And then, you know, or, next thing or you longer know, or, or longer. <laughs> yeah. And then next thing you know, it's like September and you're re restarting your prep for that October test. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it weren't that way, but we just, we know that it is that way, in fact. So yeah, with many, many people at least. So yeah, I agree with that. If you're ready to take that June test, then you're also ready to take that August test and it could be well worth the flight home. Okay. Anyway, thank you, Jasmine, for writing in. Yeah. Uh, it's help at thinkinglsat.com if you want to chime in about proctor you or the remote proctoring or the international lsat or anything else all right yeah we're gonna do uh dre's personal statement but before we get to dre's personal statement we have an update from car guy jake you okay. remember car guy jake yeah we love this personal statement at least the beginning of it well and to give the full recap we hated jake's first first attempt <laughs> we hated it yeah he sent in a first attempt and we were like, this sucks, dude. You start over. It's garbage. Yep. Start yep. over. Mm -hmm. um, and we found one little nugget inside his first draft that we were like, oh, that's interesting. I'd like to hear more about that. Why didn't he write about that? Mm -hmm. And then he did write about that. And he ended yeah. up submitting one of the best statements we've ever read on the show. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he just sent this email this week after mm -hmm. um, after we went through his his reboot he said hey guys thank you so much for reading my personal statement on the show exclamation point here's what i learned the instant i started spinning some bullshit my ps turned to garbage the last paragraph was my attempt to write what i thought an admissions officer would want to hear and it was a disaster be authentic exclamation point also i'm compiling a list of all the ways you have changed my life more to follow do you guys have an addendum service similar to the PS service? Or is there an hourly option I can pay for to get some help? I'm currently working on a character and fitness addendum. I was charged with reckless driving 10 years ago. A month after the accident, the charge was amended to DUI. I pled not guilty and entered into a plea bargain for inattentive driving. Does my addendum need to address the reckless driving and DUI or just address the charge I pleaded guilty to? Thanks for the help, Jake. Um, I do want to, you know, as far, this is a couple different topics here at once, but yeah. the first one is when I started spinning some bullshit, my personal statement turned to garbage. Um, that I thought was a very useful point to make for all the listeners. Mm -hmm. you, you need to be telling the reader a story from your life. Basically, you know, 
what what do you do who who are you what do, yeah. what do you do in the world yeah, yeah and jake is a very successful car salesman slash manager of um car sales now and so yeah. his personal statement ended up being awesome because it was like well here's how i got started and I was successful with this and then I was successful with that. And now I'm successful with this other thing it, all in car sales, which, mm -hmm. you know, it do, that doesn't, a lot of times I think people would kind of go, Ooh, car sales, that's sleazy or whatever, yeah. but that's not how the reader is going to interpret that. The reader is going to be like, Oh wow, this guy has been successful in a pretty big business enterprise and specifically an enterprise where he tries to convince people to do to do stuff it's real yeah. hard to change people's minds you know and jake kind of does he helps people decide that they really need to buy that car yeah. and um that's a lot like persuading a jury that they really need to find the guy guilty or not guilty depending on which team you're playing for and so i think it was like it was awesome all the way up to that last paragraph and in the last paragraph is when he started making all these weird parallels to, well, I review contracts with my customers. And it's like, no, what? Yeah. You don't do that. What are you talking about? And it just, it all became, it became bullshit because he was like, he was essentially, yeah, he, he was lying in a way, right? He's like trying to tell the reader He's, he's just going across the line where it's like, you're no longer in the realm of fact. Now you're just spinning some bullshit as <laughs> Jake nicely puts it. Yeah. And that is the part that just, it makes every personal statement all of a sudden just turns into nails on the chalkboard. Yeah. Um, it's so obvious. It's like, just, it's just blatantly obvious Yeah. when you, when you're doing that shit. So stick to the facts, talk about what you do, who you are, you know, where you've been, who you are yeah. now don't need too much of this forward looking shit about like what you're going to do. Cause that's inherently bullshit. You don't, you can say that you're going to do that, but you don't know, you can't prove that you're going to do that. So you should stick to the stuff that is like actually fact. Yeah. Anyway, do we have an addendum service similar to our personal statement service? Basically we have an editor who's available for hourly help, right? Yep. That's it. Email okay. help at Elsa demon. Com. Yes. Um, we, Ben and I no longer really have time to do that. Um, we do personal statements on the show because we like to do them and we want to help, but we don't have time to do all the editing ourselves. So we have an editor on staff help at, uh, lsatdemon.com if you're interested in that. What do you think about this character and fitness addendum? I do not feel like I'm an expert on this. I don't either, but in my mind, um, like almost all legal matters, I would take the question as literally as possible. <laughs> and if they're going to ask you for, you know, charges or changes or anything like that, then you're going to have to report that. If they don't, then just literally answer what they asked you to tell them and then stop. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that it was 10 years ago certainly works in your favor. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, a sentence, a singular one sentence that states the fact that you haven't had anything like this since then 
would be merited. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought you were going to say one sentence about this whole thing. I, I think, I don't know how many sentences it's going to take you, Jake, to tell them what happened, but if you can do it in one sentence, do. I mean, I feel like this is such an invitation for people to like try to say oh, yeah. commentary about but it. it right? was, the cop was out to get me because <laughs> like the second you do any of that, you're... I, I actually hadn't been drinking very much. Um. Right. I had had one beer at the party and it was fucking bullshit that the cop... <laughs> I was using it to spit my chew into and the cop thought that it was an open container. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't need any of that. You, you can, you can go with a uh, say what happened, plain spoken, matter of fact, treat it very seriously. I think you do want to state that you completed all of the things that you were required to complete, you know, whether you had to pay a fine or do I bet you had to do the like crazy um, driver's ed, you know, for serious offenders. You know, so you can say something like you completed all of the things that you were required to. And, you know, you could you can say I regret this mistake and, you know, I haven't gotten so much as a speeding ticket in 10 years since then. Mm -hmm. As long as you're sticking to the facts uh, and sounding properly serious about it. Yeah. You know. Um, I think that's probably fine. Whether you need to address the reckless driving and the DUI or just the charge that you actually pled guilty to, I have no idea. I would think that you probably need to just go ahead and disclose the whole thing. I was charged to de charged with DUI. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think you need to say reckless driving because what they actually charged you with was DUI. Hmm. They amended the charge to DUI, right? So mm -hmm. you probably could skip to that. I was charged with DUI, pled not guilty, settled on a plea bargain for inattentive driving. I did all the things. I regret the mistake. I've had a clean record since then. That's probably good. Yep. If you really felt like you needed expert advice on that, I would reach out to Anne Levine and see what she has to say about it. Sure. Stick to the facts. Uh, don't know more than like a paragraph. All right. <clears throat> so that was car guy, Jake, uh, thanking us for helping with his personal statement. You ready to do Dre's personal statement? Yeah. Okay. Quick. There's a, there's a note here at the top from her. Okay. Dre says, hi, Ben and Nathan. Quick. This is a quick little blurb about me. I've been listening to your podcast for about three years now. You guys have literally changed my life. I went from a 147 diagnostic to a 161 on record and currently getting high 160s on practice tests before retaking the test in August. I applied during the last hellscape of a cycle in December, which I thought was early, but apparently is not. I got a few acceptances, including one full tuition scholarship offer at a local school that I wasn't going to apply to, but then did in March because I was scared. With you guys in my ear, I am declining all my offers and applying next year. Love that. Yeah. I am aiming for full tuition at a school that I'm excited about. I don't care too much Love about that. rankings. Mm -hmm. You guys taught me that, but I do care about location, someplace I would be happy with practicing and living. Love I, that. I will be applying the day applications open to my schools. Anywho, one thing I think hurt me was my personal statement. 
I think I had a good story, but it wasn't cohesive enough. Hmm. Cohesive? So yeah. obvi- obviously, I have to apply with a different personal statement this year at the schools I already applied to, and I wanted it to paint my why law school picture. Okay, not so sure about that. I know this narrative will either be a really good idea or a really bad idea. <laughs> also, does a personal statement need a title? Last year I didn't use a title, but should I have one? Hopefully you will be able to get back to me. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> wait, what is she saying here? Hopefully you'll be able to get back to me about it, but I know you guys are super busy and have an ungodly number of requests. Just FYI, I am sensitive, but I need to toughen up if I want to be an attorney. Thanks. Either way, Dre. Okay, she knows what's coming, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I glanced at the statement she sent, and I sent it back, and I was like, are you sure this is the one you want us to look at? Because this is trash. It was really, really bad. And um, then she sent me another one like an hour later, and I was like, Wait, what? Not going to read that one. Um, take a couple days. Yeah. And like, if we're going to do this for you, please send me the best you can send me, not just whatever next random draft that you took 10 minutes to do. Um, the, the first one, it had the, the title that she settled on was A Girl and Her Dreams. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, we do not need a title. And then I was like, hey, Dre, you've been listening to the podcast for a few years. You know, maybe go re-listen to some of that stuff. And she did. Um, Okay, cool. Which I'm very happy about. I also really appreciate, Dre, that you uh, are sensitive and but you know that you need to toughen up if you want to be an attorney. That's great. Um, I will promise you one thing about us doing the personal statements on the show. We do not get our jollies off of mocking people. That is not our, that's not our intention. Our intention is to help you write a better personal statement. We're in business. We, we, we are LSAT teachers. We have a business. We, we are successful to the extent that you are successful. Our, our students and our listeners we want you to be successful because if you're successful, then you refer business to us for the rest of your life. And that's why we're doing all this stuff. So uh, even if we laugh as we read your personal statement, that's because it's funny. Because sometimes when people write headlines like a girl and her <laughs> dreams, it's just it's just so ridiculous that it's funny. And yes, we're going to laugh. But we're also going to say, hey, omit that because it's not good. Omit that. And um, one thing that I would like to just I want to put out there to everybody. This goes not only for our personal statement advice, but for all of our LSAT advice. Anytime you're hanging out with me in any of my classes, I just want to remind you that it is constructive criticism. But the first step of construction is frequently demolition. And think about what happened to car guy, Jake. We got out the fucking dynamite on Jake. We were like, no, no, yeah, <laughs> none of this. Yeah. We demolished, 
we took that shit down to the bare earth. Yeah. And he rebuilt from there and it turned out awesome. Yeah. So if we're, if we're telling you this sucks and this sucks and this sucks and this sucks, that's because it sucks. And we don't want you to have shit that's terrible in your personal statement. And so, yeah, sometimes 99% of what we say is going to be get rid of that, get rid of that, get rid of that. Also get rid of that. (laughs) You know, like, what do you think, Ben? What percentage of personal statements do we recommend that they basically start over? I would say 94%. Yeah. I was going to say 95, but you know, I was trying to be (laughs) more precise for no no reason whatsoever. Yeah. No, it's like almost always, Hey, it's only a two page document. You should be able to write a rough draft of your personal statement in 40 minutes. Yep. And then do it again and do it again. Yeah. And do it again and again and again and again, if necessary. Yeah. Because that's what a lawyer would do. And so, um, like I, I'm not, I don't know. People take it as like a personal attack, but I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking your, your document, which is just not putting your best foot forward. So, you know, Dre buckle up. If we, if we end up telling, I haven't read it yet, but if, if we end up telling you, no, this all sucks. Start over. We're only doing that because we think that's the best help we can possibly give you. Yeah. I, I, it, <laughs> the thing about this feedback, uh, and we have been, uh, direct and maybe even brutal, uh, on a lot of these segments. But when we say something is good, I hope that you damn well know that it's actually good, right? We're not just, oh, yeah, good job, nice work putting together a statement. If it's not good, we're not going to say that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, everyone else in your life is going to do exactly that. Everyone yeah. else in your life is going to be like, oh, yeah, pat you on the back. Well, that I, Yeah, I, I, really liked, I really liked it. Yeah, it really and they're just like shows. <laughs> yeah, your talent. They want to move on to the next thing. They're not in the business. They don't. They're not professional about this. Even you know the lawyer in your office who you you think is really smart, and they probably are, but they don't want to spend their day working on your personal statement with you. So they're going to tell you it's good. Well, there's so many <laughs> reasons of telling you, tell it you it's sucks. good, right? One of it is one reason is they don't know what the goal right. is sometimes. So it's like, how do you assess whether it's good or bad when you don't even know what you're trying to achieve? And two, um, even if they do think it's bad, but they're not totally sure why, like you said, they don't want to spend the time to actually like lay out why it's bad. It's so hard. It's so hard to um, correct poorly written papers because it, it, it's often wrong, not only on the content level, but also on the style level and on the length. And every, it's just like, where do you start, right? So they don't have the time. And then third, like I think we've alluded to, they have this ulterior motive, which is they want to have a good relationship with you. And generally, you yeah. don't foster good relationships by telling people <laughs> that they did a shitty yeah. job in their writing. Yeah. Yeah, and we we do know what we're looking for because we've read hundreds or thousands of these things. Mm-hmm. Your your lawyer friend or even your law school friend, they haven't read thousands of these things. We have. 
-hmm. So we know what's good and what's bad. Two, we're, we're, you know, we're not going to do the work of like editing it for you anyway. So, you know, the person in your office is like, geez, how much time we got? You know, we, we have time to tell you this sucks and send you back to the drawing board. Um, and three, we don't know you personally, so it's not hard for us to just say, yeah, but, you know, objectively speaking, separate from who you are as a person, just using this doc, just this document on the page, this sucks. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not going to not tell you that if that's the truth. Um, I'm a teacher. The thing I believe about teaching, the number one tip about teaching is that you should always tell the truth. I think, I, I think that's all I have to do is just always tell all my classes the truth. And so, you know, if you submit your personal statement to the show, then I, I take that as an invitation that you want to learn. And if you want to learn, well, then the way you learn, I think for me anyway, is that I'm going to tell you how I really feel about it. Yep. That way you'll believe me when I say this is actually good. You'll know that I'm not lying. And same with same with Ben. All right, ready for this uh, personal statement? Yep. Okay, it starts out. I work full-time as a legal assistant, and I also run an art business. Reactions? I'm totally fine with it. I, I actually like it. I'm not sure about the comma and. Oh, that's I'm not sure that that's we need two ideas oh, here. Two ideas, yeah. Grammatically, it's correct because yes. she has a subject in the second half of that sentence, so she needs the comma. Um, but yeah, like, do we need to run? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess if she runs an art business and it's a a big part of her life, I don't know. Okay. I, I what I like about it, I like that the subject is I. Yes. I like it that she's using active verbs, uh, work full time. Uh, okay. Uh, you could just say, honestly, there you could just use to be right. You could use am, yeah. I am a legal assistant. I am full time. I am a full time legal assistant would have been yep. fine. Um, because work doesn't really tell you that much, but yep. anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I, I get the picture here of who Dre is in the world. She's a full time legal assistant. She's got an art business on the side and that's it. That's great. Cool. I also like that it shows that she's busy, right? With yeah. mm -hmm. things that seem, I mean, uh, this is carries a lot of assumptions, but she's busy with things that reflect the profession she's going to go into, right? Mm -hmm. She's not busy just like, traveling the world which is cool and all um you know it, it kind of smacks of like not serious in some well, ways i would say busy with lots of stuff is great mm -hmm. i mean the lawyers that i know personally mm -hmm. um if i think about cole black you know she does she, she does more shit than anybody like she yeah. works more hours than anybody but she also does a million other things more than anybody else it's just like lawyers are very busy, productive people. So I, I really like, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so far, this is great. Yep. Uh, okay. Next sentence. Several years ago, I began gifting my drawings to friends and family, and I posted progress pictures on social media. So there she needs the comma, Ben, is what you're saying? Yeah, she, she does. does have a subject yeah. in the second part of that. Mm-hmm. So she did it right in the first sentence and then she did it wrong in the second sentence. Okay. I'm learning. I did, that's a, 
a grammar punctuation rule that I did. I don't, I did not know. Yeah. Okay. In, in fact, if you drop the subject in the second half of that sentence, you cannot use a comma. Um, it creates, yeah. Anyways, I don't know the name of it. I think I wrong. might prefer it there without the comma and then the second subject. It's the same subject again. Exactly. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would just drop it. Okay. From these two things, I would put a comma here. Mm. I started. I also hate the beginning of that <laughs> sentence. It's just like, that's so wordy and what from these two things. Mm hmm. Uh, probably just omit that, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going into the next sentence, which is presumably going to build off of what you just said. So, right. Um, okay. From these two things, unnecessary. I started getting requests to do pieces. Okay. Not being familiar with how to price artwork. I would add a comma here. I would only charge people for the cost of materials. <laughs> wow. Hmm. People love to undervalue their own their own shit. <laughs> People are like actually asking, "Hey, could you do, you know, like if Ben, can you imagine if we were like, "Hey, Dre, why don't you do a bitchin LSAT demon painting for us?" <laughs> you know? And then she's like tallying up the cost of the canvas and the paint or whatever yeah, yeah. for that project. Like, no, please charge, please charge people who are asking you for your work. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, cool. She's telling a story. She's going to learn okay. something here and start actually charging for her work. Okay. Over time, I gained more confidence in my work and sought advice from artists on what to charge and ways to market myself. One thing I was never good at. I don't know that I would say that or focus on your failings. I thought well, just I, omit. You already said that you yeah. already said that you were only charging people. You weren't familiar with the, with how to price artwork. You were only charging for the price of the cost of materials. Mm -hmm. So you could say over time, I gained more confidence and sought advice from artists on what to charge and ways to market myself. Period. You don't need the additional comma. One thing I was never good at. Yeah. That's a clear cut that part the thought of putting myself out there was terrifying but i told myself the worst thing that could happen was people would say no so i posted online more and approached businesses for work and started working for more money um i i think you're trying to show us your like progression and your your good mindset i guess but yeah i don't think it's necessary i think you could just say I started an art business at first, you know, I didn't know what to charge people, but then I started figuring that out and I reached out to people and sought more work. I, I don't need to know that it was terrifying for you and that you had this pep talk yeah. in your head. Just show me, uh, or yeah, show me uh, yourself doing these things and kicking ass. I, I, why do I need to know that it was a struggle for you? It, it's, it's, yep. I think what I'm trying to say is it's valuable in and of itself, even if you didn't have to overcome your fear. Yes. She's falling into this pattern, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we see this a lot in first drafts um, where people feel like they, they have to be humble. Mm -hmm. This is not the time for humility. This is, you're supposed to be selling yourself. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that this is the time to brag and be full of shit. Yeah, which is basically is <laughs> drawing conclusions, right? So we're not saying go to the other extreme and start, oh, I'm a badass. You just say, I did X, and then I did Y, and then I did Z. And when you say that, it's like, oh, shit, yeah. you're a badass. This is the time to be putting your best foot forward. We're here to learn about you. We We want you to be a badass. We want you to be a winner. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what we're looking for in our law school. Yeah. Right. We're, we're looking for people who are productive, accomplished, diligent, focused, positive, hardworking, confident, happy, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like we, we want winners. We want killers and people like, they fall all over themselves to, to, to tell the most embarrassing story of their whole life or to, to show themselves making bad decisions and being like small time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's what she's doing here with the, like, well, I posted some stuff online and I was terrified and I just only charged for the cost of materials. And it's like, yeah, okay. Well, my aunt does that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that, or not literally, but you know, what I'm saying is like everybody's aunt does that and we're not that she's not going to law school. You're going to law school. So we want to just go ahead and get right to the winning part. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying brag, but I am saying for the love of God, show me your best accomplishments. <laughs> like, get to those accomplishments sooner. Like right now, I need to know what, I wanna know where this all goes. Exactly. Cause right now it's like naive, tentative, afraid. Mm-hmm. That's not what I want. That's not, that's not what we're looking for, right? And, and I think people think that they're gonna like take this statement to bed with them and read the entire story, you know, savor it. Like they've got their, cup of tea and they're just get, you know, they're like buckling up for the whole movie mm-hmm. and they're going to just go on the whole journey with you. And they're going to really just think about the person at the end of the story, mm-hmm. but they're not, I don't, I don't think they really necessarily are. I, I think that they're looking at this for three minutes and they're making judgments on the basis of what you're saying in these <laughs> sentences, but they're also ba- judge- making judgments on the basis of how you're saying that. Are your sentences stylistically, you know, top notch, or are they? Oh, well, you missed a comma here. You why are you putting these extra words here? That's all part of the evaluation. Um, it's an assessment of your chops. Many, many grammar problems here that I think Grammarly would have caught. Yep. You know, I'm looking at the. She put quotes around no. People would yeah. say no, and then she put the comma after the. I don't yeah. know that she even needs to have the quotes there at all, but yeah. she also puts the comma outside of the quotes. So yep. it's like, you know, what what the reader's doing is they're just sort of like tallying up all the mistakes that you've made. But then also, you know, like lawyers are advocates. You're supposed to be advocating for yourself. This isn't very good advocacy for yourself if you're leading off with all of these like negatives about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we had to stop right here, Hey Ben, what if we got a phone call? 
Yeah. What if somebody came walking into our office? What if we had a meeting that we had to run out to? Yeah. You know, if we walked away from the statement right now, what do you know about Dre? Full-time legal assistant, has some kind of an art business on the side, but in my head, doesn't I'm thinking, seem to be okay, much of an art business. She valued herself at essentially zero or less than zero okay. since she spent her time creating something for free. Creative, but timid. Timid, yeah. Terrified, Naive. yeah. A newbie. Right. And it's like, we're on the beginning of a journey here, but boy, if I got interrupted, like it's not, it's not like I'm going to come back to this after my phone call or after my meeting with like, oh, let me see what this badass Dre is up to. No, it's, I bet she was about to tell me something super kick ass. It's almost like you could very easily open the next file. Oh, yeah. So the momentum of having started reading this statement might get you past the first paragraph. You might the reader might keep going just out of the fact that they're sitting there and there's momentum. Uh, but like you said, if they got called away and came back, they'd be like, uh, it's all right. I, I, I get it. This is that person who's, who's timid. And yeah, okay. I can, I can imagine some admissions person being like, how dare you? I would never allow myself to be interrupted when I'm reading someone's <laughs> personal statement. I put my phone on do not disturb and I double triple lock the, my door to my office. And I, only read personal statements 9 a.m. first thing in the morning with a triple espresso, you know, like, okay, fine. That might be the case. But it's also probably the case that many, many of these readers are just, they've got a whole, they got a messy ass desk. They've got a hundred different applications just spread out across their whole shit. And they're just like glancing, well, well, what do we got here? Uh, what do we, you know, somebody, this like badass who applied on September 1st, well, they decided to go to Harvard instead. So we need somebody else. Well, they're shuffling through the files, you know, <laughs> like yeah. looking, just looking for a winner. And this first paragraph, it's just like not really putting your best foot forward. Get to the winning part like sooner than you think. Like, let's let's get there. Hey, <laughs> so you said yes. that the uh, admissions officer like double or triple locks their doors, right? To, to, <laughs> yeah. so, so this is like put me on a serious tangent, but um, my parents were looking for a house and they almost bought this one, but they decided not to because it had some strange things about it that they ultimately were not happy with. But one thing that was really bizarre is that one of the bathrooms had three locks on the door on the outside. Oh, like uh, I was like, what? At first, I thought they they said it was. I just said they had three locks. I was like, well, that's really weird. Someone really wants to be secure in their bathroom. But then it was like, no, no, it was on the outside of the door. I I couldn't. I I just couldn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm the last person in the world who believes in ghosts. Um, but fuck that. That place is definitely haunted. If anywhere is haunted, that place is haunted. Yeah. Well. Anyways. So okay. Cool. Um. I will keep reading. The first time I sought out a job was at the restaurant I worked at. See, now I don't like this. I don't, I, what? I don't want to hear about you. I, I mean, you're not right now a restaurant worker. You've already told me that you're a legal assistant and you have this art business. Yeah. Tell me about those things. Yeah. Now we're like going back presumably to high school or college or something. Yeah. I don't care about what, 
Like, do you want to hear me tell about the first time I got a job? I got a Chevy S10 pickup and it didn't have air conditioning. And I, you know, like, what? That's not interesting to, we need a focused piece of advocacy. We need a, you need, like, the point of your story is I'm a badass who's going to kill it in law school. Yeah. And you're, you don't look like a badass who's going to kill it in law school when you go on these meandering tangents back to just random moments. <laughs> like, Ben, what percentage of the population can say the first time I, shot, I sought out a job was at the restaurant I worked at? <laughs> uh, I can. Yeah. So, like, probably like half... It's like some wildly high percentage of people who worked at McDonald's for their first job. It's like 70, it's like, no, it's like 70%. It's like close to 50% or something outrageous. I heard one time people who worked at McDonald's. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we, you did great. Right. You did that. So did everyone else. Well, I think what she's saying is she sought out a, like an art job from her restaurant that she was working oh, but, but still it's like uh, it's my like bad. This, it's okay it's just like it's this origin story it's wordy right what if the person <laughs> got distracted after they read that sentence <laughs> like what if the phone rings right at that point right the the first time i sought out a job was at the restaurant i oh god what like you know they get distracted phone call yeah and then when they come back to their desk they just close the file on dre mm mm-hmm. mhm and they don't get to see the next line, which is something different. But anyway, go ahead, Ben. There were chalkboards around the building that were outdated. So I asked the manager if they would be willing, if mm, if they would be willing. So the manager is a he or a she. Uh, they is too modern, I think, for these papers. I disagree, but whatever. The pronouns, I'm not I'm not going to take any position on pronouns. I let that slide easily these days. I know that that's what a lot of people are going with. So Well, I would say if you're you're writing, I'm not I'm not saying what's right or wrong. I'm saying if you're writing uh, in the legal world, I think they're going to be pretty conservative even though it's a liberal profession, they're going to be conservative, I think in how they treat these rules. But anyways, um, I asked the manager. Yeah, the, I guess there's no reason that it is a real person that you know. Yeah. So we could probably assume that they do use he or she as a pronoun, and you could probably go ahead and use that pronoun. That that's true. It is. You're allowed to be. You you can make the choice to use the pronoun of choice of that person if you want. Yeah. And yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Ben on that point. Yes. So I asked the manager if they would be willing to let me redo them. I pitched the idea of advertising upcoming restaurant events on the boards, and since I had never worked on chalkboards, I offered to do this for free. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, here we, again, we're like, why, why are we emphasizing this like nascent period of your career when you were not really killing it? Good word there, Ben, nascent. N-A-S-C-E-N-T. I'm, I'm, I like I'm confused about the timeline still. Yeah. I really, I hate it when people jump around in the timeline. This is not memento. This is not Pulp Fiction. <laughs> You're supposed to be telling me a, basically a linear story that gets very quickly to you kicking ass. And she put weirdly kind of in the present tense, 
the restaurant I worked at. Mm -hmm. So did she do this in high school or college or whatever? Was she still working at the restaurant at the time? I think she needed to put restaurant I had worked at or restaurant I previously worked at or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> you know, in which case you could say something more like, I reached out to my, the manager at the restaurant I had worked at in high school. And I, you know, I noticed that their chalkboards needed work and I offered to help them. Yeah. Right. Something like that to put us like, we need to know where we are in the, in the timeline, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, I, and part of me is wondering, did we go back before she was a legal assistant? And now we're talking about, right. She had a job at the restaurant. And right. That's why is, I'm really confused. That's confusing. Yeah, so you're allowed one shift in the timeline. I would be perfectly happy if she had started, I work full-time as a legal assistant and I also run an art business, period. New paragraph, probably. And then go back as far as you want to go back, but you're not going to go back any more than that. You're going to go back and then you're only going to go forward from that point. Yep. Right. So if you go back to the very beginning of your art business and that could be reaching out to this person or whatever, but you weirdly, I thought you already started because you're posting pictures on social media and you've got people asking you and you've got, you're only charging people for the cost of materials, but then you're reaching out to artists about pricing and marketing but now all of a sudden you're doing this chalkboard project for free. Was that before? Was it after? I don't know. I'm like just very confused because it makes sense to you, Dre, but it just does not make sense to your reader. Absolutely. Think about it like a movie in which they show you an opening scene and it's like probably the end of the movie. Someone's getting shot or someone's dying or there's whatever. And then it's like six months earlier. You get that little six months earlier on the screen and then the movie just moves forward from that period. Well, and I greatly enjoy movies that do more than that. Okay. I, I quite enjoy Pulp Fiction or a movie where they just skip around all the time in the timeline. That, sure. I'm, I can, I can hang with that. That's not what we're going for here. We, we need to make this easily understandable. <laughs> you don't want the, you don't want the reader to end that going like, Wow. What was going on? Wow, that was so interesting. <laughs> oh, I have no idea what even happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what we want in this law school personal statement. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I pitched the idea of advertising upcoming restaurant events on the boards. And since I had never worked on chocolate boards, I read this. I offered to do this for free. She told me the owners were pretty picky about their artwork but she would let me do one of the chalkboards in the entryway to advertise for them. <laughs> well, no shit. I mean, you're doing it for free. What risk do they have to take? Um, there was a new event about every other week. So the morning after an event, I would come in before going into my full-time job at the restaurant or as a legal assistant and create a new advertisement. After a few months, I had a meeting with the owners and they asked to commission me to redo all the boards in the restaurant. Before they committed, they wanted to be sure I was up to the task. So we talked about what they envisioned and I drew up some samples. Uh, okay. 
at this point, I'm just like, man, why are you underselling yourself? Why are you giving so much of yourself away for free? I like the, you know, one of the best things that people can do in the world is to show up, kick ass for free. You know, don't worry about the compensation part at the beginning. Like, I know I can help here. Can I help you? Let me show you. And just start, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to show you now. I'm going to show you. But then also, like two weeks later, I'm going to demand that you pay me. Exactly. You, can, you <laughs> or, see you what know, I can do. Like, I've done two ads. Do you like them? You saw All right, it. Let's move. Let's do business now. And and this is even if I mean, I, I, I'm sure all this is true, but it's like you can omit a lot of this doing stuff. Like There's way too much here of you undervaluing yourself. Yeah. When I read after a few months, I was like, yeah. if, you, if I was the manager, I'd be like, what, you want to keep doing free artwork for me? Okay. Like you start to. Yeah. <laughs> really wonder she's coming in before her full-time job to like update the chalkboards because of the weekly specials yeah and she's doing this for months and then the next step is they ask you to do all the boards in the entire restaurant and i'm thinking oh this is where she gets paid <laughs> no the next step is they're not sure you're up to the task. So now you're going to do some uh, more free shit for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? No, there's way too much. You're just, you're making yourself look like somebody who easily gets taken advantage of. And that's yeah. not the type of lawyer that I want in my law school. Like I want people who are going to demand to be paid for their services, or they're going to demand that their client gets whatever, you know, compensation they're entitled to. Yeah. Okay. We had another meeting a few weeks later. <laughs> I oh. know. It's like, like a year now of free labor. And they were excited to get started. Each board was a different size and would require a different time commitment. So we negotiated pay for each board. Uh, there's there's a neg negotiated. Um Oh, for, we negotiated pay for each board. I redo. I continued. To, I redo. Like I think that they already have artwork on them, and she's redoing them or something. I don't know. Yeah, this is a weird verb tense on that though. Yeah. Uh, you negotiated pay for each board. You would redo, or you were going to redo. Yeah. But not yeah. each board. I redo <laughs> present tense. That's weird. Hey, I mean, I, I get it, Dre. This is not your final draft, but please. Everybody just go to Grammarly. It's not that hard. Uh, by the way, Google Docs would do this too. I just don't understand how people can submit a document that doesn't... Where? Why didn't it automatically show you all the squiggly lines on all the places that you have like copious grammar mistakes? But I continue to do chalkboard work for them today, as well as random art projects they want around the restaurant. All right, we're we're three paragraphs in. Two. Sorry, two long paragraphs in. <laughs> okay. And what do we got? Uh the image is not good. It's it's uh, Think about the phone call. It's a timid undervalued applicant. Paging Ben Olson. Ben, please come to the important birthday party celebration in the conference room you know and ben, ben's like okay well 
<laughs> Sorry, what do you All got? Right. What do you I'll got, go Andre, s- right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, timid, undervalued student. A student that doesn't value herself and doesn't is not a killer, honestly. Well, also, it's like chalkboard artist at a restaurant. Yeah. Right. Like I don't. I don't need you to. I don't want you. Please, dear God, don't try to like sell me on the idea that you're already a lawyer because you're not. I don't want to hear about you doing, you know, necessarily legal work. Although, ironically, Dre is actually a legal assistant and could have been talking about lawyer adjacent shit this whole time. But instead, you know, Ben's now in the conference room eating a piece of stale birthday cake, talking to his coworkers at the law school. And he's got, you know, if somebody's like, hey, Ben, what do you think about that file for uh, Dre? Yeah. And he's like, oh, the chalkboard artist? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Depends on the school, right? How desperate are you? There's nothing wrong with chalkboard art, just like there's nothing wrong with car sales. But but that's not I ultimately Dre's going to go somewhere else with this. Right. Like, I don't think that's the end of the story. But you do have to think about what picture you're painting two paragraphs in and it's like right now I we got nothing we got unfocused meh, artistic that's nice cool well but I'm not looking for new artwork at my school uh, you know so yeah I mean and even if you did talk about this Dre which I don't necessarily think is a problem like you could you could talk about this uh artwork you did for your restaurant in maybe one or two sentences and it would sound like you're moving forward with your art business Instead, like, now it's point? like dragged out and all these random little details about you working for free are, are like undercutting the power of this story. What the hell is the point of negotiating that she had to negotiate different pay for the different size boards? Yeah, that seems like that should have been like a two minute conversation. What? I'll do each well, board for 50 bucks. What do you like? I don't know. <laughs> no, my response is, why didn't you just say how much it was for the whole fucking project? Like, really? Sure. Like that? Yeah. Not only did you individually negotiate each one of these boards, but now you're even telling me about it? Yeah. Like, why? What's the fucking point? Like, because please don't be like, because lawyers do a lot of negotiation and that, I mean, like, I don't think that was a good negotiation. I don't think there should have been that negotiation. I think you should have been like, listen, I'm going to do all the boards in this entire place and it's five grand, take it or leave it. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. how much time do we need to waste on getting the tape measure and calculating the square footage of each board? And then my time that's going to require, you know, like I don't, yeah, that's not what we, that just doesn't look like somebody who gets shit done yeah. and getting shit done is definitely something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Anyway, over the years, the owners gave my name to other people in the area. Okay. I was asked to do a mural at another restaurant on a 20 foot by 10 foot wall. I was super excited for this opportunity and without hesitation, I said, yes. Yeah. There's lots of like, what? I don't know. <laughs> commentary on the process as opposed to I just did well, it. Well, you know, this editorialization of how excited you were and how without hesitation you said yes, that invites me to go, really? You didn't 
stop to think about that because 20 by 10 could maybe you're not actually capable of you never done anything like this before uh maybe hesitation is merited in this case i don't know i yeah anyway she continues i had never done anything this large before and i had never done a mural so i was nervous i would not be able to deliver but without hesitation you said yes I don't know why you're telling us this. Don't tell us this. Just say you did this work. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Um, I did as much research as I could on creating murals and went to work. During this project, I, you know, it's odd. You, you really just don't use commas ever on these introductory phrases, but you need them. So over the years, comma. During this project, comma. Um, I was also working full-time at a law office and about 20 to 25 hours bartending okay now you now you undersell you just undercut your entire statement at, at this point i'm like why the fuck are you telling me about this side project that you do doing billboard doing chalkboards for restaurants why are you not telling me about what you do normally which is working full-time in a law office in a previous email dre had told me she was worried that her statement was too boring Lawyers are boring. Law is boring. Law offices are boring. Tell me about that stuff, please. <laughs> That's my business. My business is law. You work in a law office. Yeah, you got to realize that in the legal profession, getting paperwork done is sexy. That's like... it. Yeah, That's fuck what yeah. they value. <laughs> they want worker bees more than they want anything else. Yep. They're not looking for Clarence Darrow. They're looking for... The person who you're never going to know their name. <laughs> you're looking for like, that's what they want. Ultimately, they want anonymous junior associate who is smart as fuck and does an outrageous amount of work. And every time you deliver a paper no credit, yeah, you deliver a paper. They're like, oh, I could sign my name on this. Thank you very much. It's done. exactly that's what they want. They want yeah. somebody who gets legal shit done. And now you're like. This is a whole page of wasted time about your sounds like third most important thing in your life because you're working full time in a law office. And we didn't even know this before, but now 20 to 25 hours a week bartending. Well, that's a huge commitment of time. So this thing that you've been telling me about for an entire page necessarily there aren't that many hours in the day, right? Like necessarily you're talking about a five hour a week project. Well, listen to this next part. It says, so, comma, so to get it done, I would work on the mural until three or four in the morning some days. That sounds like terrible uh, judgment. Yeah, it just sounds painful. Well, it sounds painful, but it also sounds like somebody who doesn't have priorities in order, can't manage their own life to get the important things done. Like what... Does your law office know that you're working th till three or four in the morning? Coming in on at this eight, mural? and so then you slept for three hours. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, double space or triple space after this? That's period? a double. Yeah, double. That, I caught it too. <laughs> your readers are gonna catch that shit. It just like jumps off the page. It's like so obvious that there's two spaces there instead of one. Yeah. After finishing this this project, the owners commissioned me to do more projects. Ah, see, ugh, should have had a comma after there. After finishing this project, 
comma. Needs a comma. I yeah. thought the owners was modifying project. Um, I thought what she was trying to say was after finishing this project that the owners commissioned me to do. Uh. But anyways, after finishing this project, comma, the owners commissioned me to do more projects for them. And I most recently finished a mural in October. Okay. I get asked to do similar projects for other businesses every few months. This is passive. It, it, it weirdly is now in the present tense. So you've chosen to tell me like you're, you're, you're advocating for yourself as someone who's going to come to my law school and kick ass. But the story you have chosen to tell me is about the third most important thing you do in your life. And it's an art project it's it's art for restaurants which i just don't i'm not saying that's not interesting but i i would be way more interested in like the business side and you growing and like if you were hiring other people to do this work for you this just sounds like a a passion on the passion side. project yeah. yeah right it's like a side creative project and you make a few bucks like you can't be making that much money. If you were making money at this, then you wouldn't still be bartending. Yeah. So I don't. <laughs> okay. And I want to point out the passivity here. You know, the, the owners commissioned me to do more projects. Yeah. I get asked to do similar projects for other businesses every few months. Well, yeah, that's because you're good at painting or you're good at art. That's not because you're good at business. They're the ones asking you to do the projects because you're good at art. Probably also you don't charge enough. They're like, ask <laughs> this her. Is like, oh, she, oh, she's crazy. She'll come in at three and four in the morning to do work and she charges piecemeal rates. She charges not enough for what she does and she does really good work. And yeah, it just doesn't. This doesn't look like a killer. Okay. And then we're just, we're, she's doubling down here. She's, we're, we're more than halfway through the statement now, and she's going to continue with the art stuff. <laughs> it's going to go all the way through, isn't it? I'll read quickly. Last October, comma, a gentleman commissioned me to do an oil painting for Christmas. A gentleman. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what's funny about that. I took on the project having never worked with oil paints before. Here it is again. My inexperience. Yeah. Again. I did as much research as I could and made some practice paintings before starting in. Okay. So not getting paid, doing more free work. Yep. Committing to something that you don't actually know how to do, which on the one hand is kind of cool. Like it shows a, like you know, tenacity. adventurous yeah. spirit or like willingness to learn. Take risks. Like I can do this kind of a thing, which is great. But like you're not getting paid, I don't, for those practice paintings, right? So it's just kind of like, boy, what is she doing with her life? Well, it's anyway. so funny how like uh, the way you present that can make a huge difference in how it's perceived and received, right? It's like, okay, um, I hadn't done this before, but I figured it out and I executed on it as opposed to this. Uh, I took on the project having never worked with oil paints before. There's something about this, the, how drawn out it is that it's making it worse. This, she continues, the gentleman wanted the painting by Christmas Eve, but I set a deadline. Stop saying gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> it's a client. But I set a deadline to have it finished two weeks early so we could meet and talk about any changes. I, I guess I don't need these like, 
decisions. I incorporated the changes he asked for and got him his painting a few days before Christmas Eve. Now Eve is capitalized. It was lowercase before. Oh, yeah. Since then, a few of his friends and my family have asked me to do work for them as well. Again, more passivity. There was one instance. You're good at art. Like right now it's like, hey, are we looking for somebody to do a mural for our <laughs> new conference room? Because we could get her to do the mural. Yeah, it's probably. But good price. No part of this is screaming lawyer. Mm-hmm. All right. There was one instance I worked with an extremely difficult client. She, missing con- comma there or something. Yeah. That. Google Docs has got the squiggly blue line. Something broken there. Okay. She told me that she envisioned. Wait. Oh, she told me what she envisioned for a painting. And I did some samples for her. Again, the free work. Okay. Great. Someone who does not value their own time. Okay. She wanted a few things added and some things done differently than what she originally told me. But it was not a problem. I got to work on some new samples. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Just letting yourself be run over. The, I'm not saying this is true, Dre. I'm saying the picture you are painting for us <laughs> is of somebody who just lets themselves just get totally run over. Yeah. Just free work after free work after free work. When we met again, she said she loved them, and I started working on... Oh, I can almost see where this is going. The, yep, the client, absolutely. The yeah, we know where no. this is going. She said she loved them, and I started working on the actual product. After a few weeks, to show her progress, and she loved where it was going, but wanted me to completely change the piece. So what? I did. Wait, what? She loved where it was going, but wanted me to completely change the piece. That doesn't make sense, but... That doesn't make any sense. The thing that sticks out to me is like, you did? <laughs> you didn't stick Yeah, she up? did again. Yeah. You've already, you did samples, more samples, and now completely changing the actual piece. Okay. This is where you say, okay, no problem, but it's going to cost you. We meet. No, this is where you say, you're fucking fired. This is where you say, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have time for this. We met again and she changed. Hmm. We met again and she changed the piece for a second time. She- Are you. What? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm thinking of that Dr. Phil gif where he goes, have you seen that one? This is amazing. I'll say it. anyway. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just like shocking. Like you, what? Yeah. Okay. It's going to keep going. She kept adding and changing things about the painting. And it took me five months longer than I had planned before we finally reached a point where she was satisfied. I am currently in the process of creating another piece for her. Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> why what you gotta realize that a transaction is a two-way deal you hire they hire you but you also choose to work for them uh and you've chosen to work for someone that you probably shouldn't have I hey ben i have a really important contract that needs negotiating we need an attorney for that what do you think should we hire dre to do our negotiation for us I hope that <laughs> Dre is a better attorney than personal statement writer. I'm sure she is. It's not, I'm not actually <laughs> insulting her personally. I'm just saying the picture you're painting here, Dre, is like you make yourself look like a fucking doormat. That's not what we're going for here. I, you're not an actual doormat, I'm sure. But the story you're telling here, 
Like, it's as if you were trying to show me a doormat. Okay. I think she was trying to show, like, persistence or ability right. to overcome, like, a challenging situation. But there's this unintended <laughs> side effect, right, of, of choosing to... to, to conduct your business this way anyways i continue to do commissioned work for people and businesses in my area and have recently opened an etsy shop okay for some reason that kind of undercuts the whole art business too for for some reason etsy seems like small time when i'm not well it also seems like the first thing that you would do in 2021 if you were like dabbling right yeah Yeah. ben you said small time and i know i'm i'm sure that there are very big businesses on etsy yeah yeah but it's like anyone can do that someone says hey your artwork is really good it's like oh well it'll take you 10 minutes to open an etsy shop why not do that see what interest you get yeah yeah when I'm not working on a commissioned piece I like to try new techniques and styles of art and list them in my shop Okay. Most of my art income is from commissioned pieces, but the shop has slowly been growing. Art has been really therapeutic for me, and I really enjoy building this business in my spare time. Yeah, we now know it's a, a your third least uh, third important thing. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so- and the reader at the law school is like, "Well, you're not going to do that shit when you're here." Yeah. Like you're <laughs> you're going to be studying law full time, and you're going to be trying to get internships and trying to get jobs and none of this shit. You're not going to do any of this shit. Like that's, that's nice to have a hobby, but the, like what we ain't got time for that. So I don't know what, like she's trying to like show this creative side of herself, but I just don't, the law schools don't care. They, they want focused, driven, killer lawyers which yeah this is not and to be clear you could write about your art business but you'd be writing about your (laughs) successful growing kick-ass business (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm gonna take the knowledge i have gained from create and running this business creating she meant yeah okay yeah well it's underlined um hopefully you would have caught that I have gained from creating and running this business and combine it with my experience in working at a law office and build a legal career. Okay. Uh, we re- literally have no clue what you do at your law office. And now it's just like you're throwing it into, I don't know, make us feel good. I'm also not sure what you've learned about running a business. I mean, it doesn't, none of this to me screams like, wow, look at these lessons learned and look at what a killer she is now in business. Yeah. This all seems to me like you're really good at art. You like doing art. You like experimenting with new kinds of art, which is really cool. You're selling some stuff on Etsy and you keep getting commissioned for pieces where you're sounds like to me, brutally underpaid and don't stand up for yourself when you have like, you know, like where the lesson I would have liked to learn. I want to hear the tough discussion that you have with this client that you fired, but you didn't, (laughs) you didn't fire the client. You kept the client. In fact, you keep doing work for the same client who you did samples and samples and changes and changes (laughs) for five months, (laughs) for five months, five months of free work 
and continue to work for that same client. Like I, the lesson learned would have been, yeah, it was really hard, but I had to tell this client that as much as I personally like her, I, I can't keep doing these changes for her. And so I don't do business with her anymore. Uh, that would have been the, that would have been lawyer shit. Okay. So <laughs> here's what not to talk about in your personal statement. I would focus on, I don't know. We don't even know anything about her law, law work. No. Tell me a boring story about your law office, please. I like, I, I know you think it's terribly mundane and boring, but that's the reality of law. You work in a law office. Yes, it is mundane and boring. Let's hear about it. Let's hear about you being successful in the mundane, boring world of law. Hmm. Because that's what law school is and that's what legal practice is and that's what you're applying to get into and that's what I really want to know is are you going to be successful in the mundane, boring world of law? Yeah. This whole state, this sounds like she's applying to art school. Yeah. It doesn't, like, I don't... <laughs> See, the irony is <laughs> she feels at the end of this that she needs to, like, talk about, like, well, I got to tie it back to law. But... She wouldn't have needed to tie it back to law if she would have just talked about her full-time job working in an actual law office. She writes in her original email, I have to apply with a different personal statement this year at the schools I already applied to, and I wanted to it to paint my, quote, why law school picture. <laughs> Which is the exact opposite. There's no way this does any why law school. Really? Why law school? Because of your third most important thing you do, which is an artistic endeavor that is not related to the law at all. Yeah. Also, I don't know if we clearly, I think you did indirectly answer this question. Should I have a title? No, don't ever use a title for your personal no. statement. No one ever needs one. And yeah, in not. the header, you put your name, <laughs> your LSAC number, and maybe the words personal statement. That's it. But that's it. Yeah. You don't, that's in the header of the document on every page, your name and LSAC number, maybe the words personal statement, but not a title. All right. But you need to start over Dre and go back. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I think you're too quick to dismiss the boring. I would much rather read the boring draft. I would much rather see the, the mundane, the part of the part where you actually work nine to five or nine to seven or whatever it is in a law office. I'm much more interested in you working with those clients, working with those attorneys, working with those documents. I know you think it's boring, but I would much rather hear what that is all about. Yeah. I'd also be okay with this art story if it were framed much differently. If we were focused on growing and developing your business i don't know if you have well winning the facts. And succeeding yeah i don't know if you have the facts to back that up if you do or you can at least drop some of these facts oh maybe it would work. if you found out that she was selling fifteen thousand dollars a month worth of shit on etsy yeah that we would like to know about yeah or if she's hiring people to help her do her giant murals you know yeah that we would like to hear about but it just to me it sounds like you really like doing art and you still are undervaluing you know your actual talent and you're kind of letting people it's just the picture you're painting here is that you're letting people step all over you too many changes too many samples too much free work 
just there's there's a lot of boy i guess it is a lot of hard working but it's not enough of the like really winning it's it almost sounds stereotypical artist's lifestyle like lots of work lots of art not a lot of pay yeah like working a boring day job that you really hate also tending bar and your real passion is art <laughs> and you know, like at my law school, you're not going to be pursuing your real passion of art. That's not what we do. We. This is actually, this is a why not law school personal statement. Absolutely. Yeah. This does have me. I walk away from this going, Dre, are you sure you really want to go to law school? Because I a thousand percent agree with you. Do this art business instead. I mean, you know, start charging people because you. You des- it sounds like you deserve to make more money. Yeah. And not do nearly as much free work for people. If you were making more but money, if- <laughs> Dre, as an artist, would you be pursuing law school? Are you pursuing law school simply to have a bigger paycheck? If that's the situation, put all that energy not into law school, but demanding more from your clients, seeking more clients, seeking bigger clients. Go crush it. Yeah, go fire, start, you know, like step one. The 25% or the, sorry, the 20%, let's use the Pareto principle here yeah. properly. You know, those 20% of your clients that you do 80% of your work for, mm-hmm. go fire them. That's step one. Go, go have some tough conversations and say, Hey, um, it doesn't even have to be that tough. Just I'm, I have too much work these days. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't continue to do your things for 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 you i can't continue to do sample after sample after sample changes after changes after changes i'm sorry i have too many other projects sorry can't do it and then move on from those 20 percent of your clients that are wasting 80 percent of your time and then focus on the 80 percent of your clients that only require 20 percent of your time <laughs> and and yeah and like start charging people more and grow and sell more shit on etsy raise your prices sell more volume, hire some people to help you like do absolutely pursue that passion because it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting anything about like actually wanting to be a lawyer here. Yeah. You also got to, I mean, if you hate your job as a legal secretary, yeah, you probably don't need to keep working (laughs) in the law. The other thing I was going to say, Dre, is if you are undervaluing yourself and it sounds like you are, um, if you raise your rates, you may be hesitant to do so because you don't think you're going to have the business anymore, right? You raise your rates and you're going to lose customers. But if you're undervaluing yourself, you're actually probably going to see more customers. You're, it's going to be this weird situation where your rates go up and the number of customers increases. Because <laughs> if yeah. if your prices are too low, then people look at that and they say, oh, well, it must not be that good. Yeah. Get get rid of your worst clients, and I'm sure they're nice people, but they're wasting your time. Get rid of those people. Double your prices. Uh, no, don't increase it by ten percent. Double your prices, and you know, and like actually pursue this as a business. That's that that would be my advice if if I yeah I don't I don't know anything more about Dre than what I just read, and it's like, oh, so that sounds like you. The last thing you would want to do is go to law school. Yeah. Thank you, Dre. Yeah. Appreciate it. I think if you're going to start over on this personal statement, I would 
I really would. I, I think you got to write about the law office. I, I don't, th- I just don't think there's enough in this art business. I mean, maybe, it, maybe there's more there than she's let on. And if she really is killing it with this art business, then she needs to focus on the part where she's killing it, not the part where she's giving away all of her time. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think you could write about the, your, I would love to hear what you do on the day to day at the law office. The, don't. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think it's boring, but that's exactly what they're looking for. Yeah. There's people who show up and churn out day after day after day of hard, boring work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wrap it up there, Ben. Yeah. Cool. You can be LSAT famous like Dre. Uh, if you, uh, email help at thinking LSAT.com, you might find yourself on a future show. If you have questions about, um, we, we teach LSAT at lsatdemon.com. And if you have any questions about the LSAT demon, you can email help at lsatdemon.com. That was episode 303 of the Thinking LSAT podcast. Thanks all y'all for listening. Nice knowing you. Don't pay for law school. See you.